Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. Thank you so much for listening to On the Up and Up. I'm so happy to be back on the solo episode train uh, with educational bites and things to make you a little bit more knowledgeable about all the things that go into your people operations and running your business. So everyone knows if you're listening to this that if you have a business and you have a team, it's more than just hiring someone and delegating tasks in a project management system. And actually, if that's what you're doing, then there's probably a lot we can do to optimize that and make sure that you're making more money as a result of having someone on your team and you're getting more of a return on your investment of bringing other people into the fold of your business. But in that, in that sense, there is a topic that always comes up and it causes a ton of anxiety, stress, confusion, um, and essentially just most business owners avoid it altogether because it can feel like a gigantic undertaking. And it's one of my favorite types of topics to talk about because it sounds like so crazy and serious when it's not. And so I am so excited to simplify providing employee benefits to your team and making those decisions and the basics about employee benefits, especially for small business owners. So benefits as a whole, creating benefits packages, compensation packages, things like that from a big corporation is going to be a completely different conversation. That is, you're going to have a lot more resources to work with because you have a lot of people, your big corporation or your big business is going to get a lot uh, more financial cuts from providing these en masse, Uh, whereas in your small business, every single dollar counts. So being able to ensure that you're able to provide a a set of benefits, a compensation package that includes benefits that are super impactful is an art. And the reason for that is because you don't, you may think that you have to provide $15,000 of benefits per year for your employees and that you're, you know, every time, if you want to get really good talent, you have to have this very specific type of benefits package and that's just the way it is and whatever. But because we can create things that are super customized, you don't have to do that. And you can actually build out packages that include the compensation that's fair, which we'll talk about in another episode, uh, but also include alternative perks and benefits that actually matter and make a difference for the happiness and the value of their position to your team. So, you know, I'm a little bit old, but over the years, it's always been something that's come up as a millennial in conversation where you basically get a job so that you can have health insurance. And the health insurance is a literal reason for you to not go off on your own, freelance, start your own business, work part-time, get a couple part-time jobs because it's so expensive. And I'm not trying to say that It's not important because health is the number one most important thing. But the reality is in small business, especially for part-time employees or newer hires or entry-level employees, 
a health and wellness or a health insurance package. That was Dixie telling us her feelings about it. Um, Her health, your health insurance package. It may not look the same for every single employee and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. There has been, I mean, truthfully, and I say this from a place of of awareness of my privilege, I don't have to worry about providing health insurance for myself because my partner has health insurance through his full-time job. So while I have navigated this as a single person working in a small business, as a person that didn't get to reap the benefits of a partner in our patriarchal society, that's a side note, um, then I have also had been on the receiving end of alternative types of health um, benefits. So I just want to kind of start this out by saying that I, as an individual, can understand this from both perspective, getting a health stipend from an employer to moving into not having to worry about it and what was worth it, what wasn't, what the prices were, things like that. We're going to have a whole other episode on specifically health insurance benefits. Um, But for today, just don't shy away from hiring a part a full-time employee because you'll have to provide health benefits. That's not true. So if you take anything from this episode, just know that you can build a compensation package that doesn't set a standard for you to have to provide thousands and thousands of dollars of health benefits to your employee in order to get the help that you need and deserve. Um, As a matter of fact, making decisions about whether or not you have to provide benefits to your team, so hiring someone part-time instead of full-time, is how we can inadvertently exploit our workers. So what we've seen a lot in small business is people will just provide, um, they'll only hire part-time people. So they have two or three people that maybe are not as dedicated or are part-time or not as talented or not even quite what the business or the CEO Um, or the team as a whole needs because the business doesn't want to provide required benefits to that employee. But that's not the case. If when it comes down to health insurance benefits and equity and the rules and regulations that come alongside any benefit that you provide, there is only one type of benefit that has to be the exact same for every single person on your team. So if you're an entrepreneur with 10 employees, 20 employees, 30 employees, if you're an HR department of one, if you're an HR department at a small business with a bunch of employees, but your company doesn't provide healthcare, that doesn't mean that you can't provide an alternative form of health insurance or health and wellness to your employees that may be different from the traditional health insurance programs that may be more affordable and make it more sustainable and you don't have to provide it to every single person. Does it make it easier to make a decision to provide health insurance for all full-time employees or all all part-time employees or all employees overall in order for you to manage the back end of all those team members? Absolutely. But is it worth it if you have five or 10 employees to build custom benefits programs for them so that you don't necessarily have to be paying for a health insurance premium for an employee like me that doesn't need it? No. So that's why we want to make sure that we're being as as bespoke and custom as possible when we're creating these benefits packages that are really built around the specific needs of the employees, because that's what's going to make it different to work for us. That's what's going to make people that are high level talent that are maybe sick of the BS of corporate take a chance on a small business and take a chance on a small culture and work for something that they feel passionate about where they can learn and develop and grow and be led and learn to lead because we don't have to provide the top of the line benefits to get the best talent, but we do have to provide a competitive compensation package as a whole. So zoom out for a second and think about how you might make decisions differently. 
when it comes to creating health programs, benefits, packages for your team, if you knew that you could do it by the individual person and you could make it beneficial for the employee so that every single time they reap the benefits of one of the perks that you provide them, they're excited about it. They're thankful for it. They can see their life improving as a result of something small. They are able to see the benefit of a health insurance stipend that they can use for anything for wellness. So what that might look like is a membership to a fancy gym that they can, you know, essentially submit for reimbursement for and how much that might help them to feel good or, you know, be able to go into the spa or the sauna or take a Pilates class or um, a, a wellness subscription or a like a massage envy or um, soothe or a facial membership or something like that that can be considered health and wellness because maybe they don't need traditional health insurance and they still want to reap the benefits of being able to be in a small business and having a really excellent compensation package. But if it were me and I were applying for a small business, I don't want a company to spend, you know, five to five hundred to two thousand dollars a month on my health insurance when my husband can I'm on his plan anyways, but I would absolutely walk into that massage every single month and feel thankful for the job that I have and be excited to work harder and be refreshed and perform better as a result of something that was made for me so that I could get the best out of my comp package. So before I go too ranty on this, we do have a blog post. It's called Alternative Employee Benefits and Perks, and we are going to link that in our show notes, but it's on our website. You can just type in, go to our website and then slash blog and search alternative perks and you'll find it there. Um, But essentially, it's going to list out a bunch of different things that you can do that is going to be different than, you know, a ping pong table in the middle of the office. You don't have an office probably. Who cares? Um, Or really expensive, like providing childcare every single month or or sending out a DoorDash gift card every week for a meeting, or it's going to be different for everybody of what they might find valuable. There has been times when people have gifted me or my employees, even you know other managers or whatever, um, have gifted employees something that they they may not ever use. And so the effort of going out and doing it for that manager doesn't really do anything. It just spends money on something that's not really appreciated or valuable to the employee. And as small business owners, we get to, we get the opportunity to create benefits that our company can provide for people that are really going to make a difference in their life. So for example, reimbursements, and we will have another episode a little bit later on in the month um, where we will talk a little bit about how you can write these things off. And we will be talking to somebody who knows about that. Um, So I can't wait to share this expert with you. But So stay tuned. But on our um, alternative employee perks and benefits blog, you can check out a list of a bunch of different stuff. So through the cash value reimbursement, for example, just if you're, you know, if you employ people that are creating social media content and they're using um, different apps on their phone, being able to not just provide the membership, because if they are your employee, then we should be reimbursing them for any materials that they're using to get their job done. But if something makes it a little bit easier for them to do their job, job like a pro version of an app or something like that, um, we should be giving them the opportunity to reimburse for it. Um, another thing that we could do is reimburse them for their phone overall. So our company does have a 
as a company, as a business owner, there probably is something that you've worked out with your CPA where part of your phone is reimbursed because we use it constantly as business owners. So how can you do that for your employees and transition that over, especially if they have to use their phone a lot for their business? Um, I love for, you know, part-timers that might have a weird schedule or are in college um, or even for moms or parents that don't often get to do something fun for themselves. Um, I love to force them to do something nice for themselves. So like, you know, sending them lunch of exactly what they want to eat um, so that they're not also just taking a gift card and then using it on something for their kids or, you know, getting them access to a Starbucks card once a month or once a quarter that they can use during the hard weeks when we have long hours and lots of stuff to do. Um, You can also gift credit card points. So if you're putting everything on credit cards for your business, you can give credit card points or do travel allowances. Um, You could even do like a staycation, like get an Airbnb for a couple nights near their house. And but you have to know what it is that would be valuable to them in order to create something like this. And that comes all the way back to company culture. So keep in mind, these aren't just things that you're going to throw on a piece of paper and forget about because they, you know, this sounds like something that was in the blog, so we might as well do it. If if you are going to just cause a, an employee a bunch of stress by giving them a travel allowance that they have to use by the end of the year and they have three kids at home or they're expecting or they don't like to travel, um, then that's not going to be a good use of your t- of your company's time or money. So keep in mind that blanket benefits are something that come with corporations, but they don't come with small businesses. We get to create packages that benefit our employee in a really impactful way. And they also can be affordable and easy to maintain and manage for your business. We talked a little bit about the health and wellness programs, but it could even, it doesn't even have to be like a physical membership to a gym or, um, you know, yoga studio or something like that. It could be something super easy, like an ergonomic equipment stipend. If you have an employee that has asked for accommodations and you've provided the basic stuff for them to record meetings or something like that, but you know that, hey, I read this article that, um, you know, you have ADHD and being able to have chairs that can accommodate different types of sitting positions. I mean, you can tell I have ADHD. Um, I would love to be able to supplement a chair like that for you for my full-time employee. Like, is that something you're interested in? And being able to reimburse them and give them a stipend for equipment that's going to help them do a better job, but also be more healthy and happy and comfortable while they're working for your company. Um, And don't underestimate the power of a mental health program and just the capacity and space for them to actually take advantage of it. So of course, there's apps like Better Health and Talkspace and things like that. Um, You can ask, actually ask them like, hey, listen, I want to provide a, I know you don't need insurance, but I want to provide a health and wellness stipend for you of $200 a month. Um, just submit, these are all the things that it qualifies for, submit your reimbursement to me here and you can actually reimburse them on payroll again. For stipulations on that, please see our upcoming episode. But regardless, those are all things that we can do. Even if we can't write them off through our company, they can still be company expenses. And they're something that we can do to help someone else be more successful in their job. And some of those things make the biggest difference of all. Um, So if you, on that note, um, if you have any recommendations of alternative ways that you can support your team through, I know we do a Scribd membership, so we can actually go in and, you can purchase a um, 
membership to Scribd and you can get access to all these free books and audiobooks and programs. And some of them are, a lot of them are self-development or personal development, professional development, business, but also there's like plenty of fantasy smut on there. So at the end of the day, just making sure that it's something that your team member actually wants. Um, And finally, we do have those traditional programs, which we are going to talk through in the next few episodes. But Health insurance doesn't actually have to be something that's crazy or scary. We have a consultant that we recommend. Uh, her name's Dr. Noor, and we will definitely link her information here as well as how to get in touch with her to get an actual quote of what it looks like to purchase health insurance and what it looks like to reimburse your team member for a portion of that insurance. The benefit of these types of programs, which Dr. Noor will tell you, is as long as she's able to do this and negotiate this on your behalf, It's fairly affordable for you to get that set up for them, and then it's just a reimbursement from there, which means that that stipend can be used for them to purchase a plan that's not tied to your company. So if you are truly in the business of trying to help someone have a better life, then you don't necessarily want to tie them to your company so that they're only working for you because they have health insurance. So this creates a situation that's going to actually fast track you to a better culture while still providing these benefits. So back to what we talked about earlier in the episode, people will stay at jobs or get jobs just because of the benefits that they provide. And what we're doing in small business, we want people to feel taken care of at the exact same level as what the the letter behind the law is for what that messaging is, regardless of you know, how big your company is or whatever, we people will stay with you, they'll retain all of that good stuff. But we all know that a engaged employee doesn't come from a health insurance, just having health insurance. So being able to give someone the opportunity to choose their own plan to get a reimbursement, but if they decide to leave, they take their health insurance with them. So what that means for you as a business owner is that you know that they're not just staying with your company because they need this health insurance. They, Yeah, they'll have to figure out how to pay it, but it's a lot better than COBRA, and they can still leave and get health insurance care. So they're really staying with you because of the job and because of the culture that you created. So what it does is create a team of people that are truly committed to working for you and not just held hostage by the benefits that you provide. Um, there's all different other there's all other different kinds of things that you can do. I know that for dental care, there are some companies that don't provide insurance, but they might say that they get a $500 reimbursement for dental care throughout the year. Or you might even have an employee that is in the negotiation stage and they let you know that there are certain things that are more valuable to them. Those are going to be really cost effective if you're able to figure out, hey, I know that you mentioned that um, you know you're going to need dental insurance in order to take this position because you have this, you know, cavities that are going to have to fill and they're going to cost a few hundred dollars. Maybe you can't provide them a dental stipend that's continuous, but maybe you can say, hey, I want to I want to poach you. I want to bring you over to my company. I want you to work for me. And I don't want you to stay at that company where you're not happy and not fulfilled because of a four hundred dollar cavity bill. So I'd like to provide you with a mental or a vision or dental stipend that you can use and submit for reimbursement from the company um, as part of your signing bonus with our company, which a lot of small businesses can't do signing bonuses. But I don't know about you, but for me, those things are really valuable. And if somebody took the time to listen to what I actually need instead of just giving me what some like AI HR robot said that people want, um, then that would go a long way and it would be really beneficial for me as an employee. Even as an employer. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the other 
side of it. So the things that are not so traditional, um, they're not a, you know, health insurance benefit or a 401k or, you know, things like that, which again, we're going to talk about 401ks later, but please like, please hold for a future episode um, later this month where we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. Um, there's really no alternative. So I'm not talking about that today. Um, if you want to provide a 401k, there are additional stipulations. So I want to give that its own energy later on. But there are things that you can do that are non-traditional to provide people some something that will enrich their experience as your employee. Listening to them is number one, but also providing things without them asking is important too. So the perk of time, flexible schedules, giving them time to be off the grid, some flex days, um, compressed work week. So if people really like to work four days a week instead of five, how can you allow for that to to work for you? Um, There's so many different ways that we can do that. And I find that a lot of times with our clients and uh, just telling my own stories about the things that I've built over the years, has been really helpful in deciding what their perks and benefits are. So just keep in mind that there are very few things that you can't do when it comes to providing your team with the perk of time, but there still are some, some compliance things to keep in mind. So um, I'll leave that there, but extra vacation time, that's never going to be illegal. Um, Flex days, compressed work weeks, those can be toe the line. So keep in mind that if you're having somebody work four 10-hour days, but they're hourly, you might have to have them paid overtime depending on where they live. So little things like that, you'll want to make sure that you're considering and seeking out HR advice to ensure that you're following the letter of the law. And also keep in mind that a Google search was not going to cut it because if you are a team, if you're a team of less than five employees, you're going to actually have a couple of different regulations that are a little bit easier to follow. Whereas other companies that have 25 or more employees may not have the same types of benefits that they can provide or they have to provide them to everyone or, you know, little things like that. So we get to be really creative with it, but still our every episode reminder to not forget about compliance. That's all we do here. Um, Okay, so before we sort of wrap up, I want to just briefly touch on education allowances, um, getting people certified, sending professional development stipends. Those tend to be something that's really popular, but even something along the line of a maybe a coach or a um, maybe they bring you have the opportunity for them to submit for a type of reimbursement for tuition for a program or a course or things like that. Um, With student loans coming back up, this could be an exceptional way for you to offset um, their, I guess, offset their pay a little bit, give them something a little bit different. But also, it's really great to be able to use these alternative perks and benefits to beef up a compensation package without setting the tone that that is what you're going to be paying them next time. So this is the, or that that role next time. So here's an example. If you decide to provide a student loan stipend bonus, then what that looks like is maybe you're giving them $5,000 a year for a student loan stipend bonus or a student loan stipend that they're using to pay off. In some places, you may actually have some tax benefits that come from that very specific type of stipend. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, But also, you are still establishing, let's say the employee makes $42,000 a year, but they have this $5,000 bonus. You're You're setting the rate at which your company is having a comparative compensation plan. So anyone that's in that role makes around $42,000 a year. So it creates a line of equity and it puts your business at a place where you can set salaries based on 
the level in which their salary is because it doesn't actually include the full compensation plan. So when we do salary analysis, we don't do compensation plan analysis. That's separate. So if the comp package is you know, worth $90,000, but their salary is 42000 And that is what line, that's really extreme, but that lines up with the going rate for a middle range, let's just say, um, admin assistant um, in your state. And let's just pretend that it meets salary requirements because it doesn't in every state. But $42,000 a year is the going rate for that salary. So even if you're adding on these extra perks and benefits, that's not going to be included in the overall analysis as a business for what their salary is, which means that you can plan on salaries being mid-range for all of your other um, employees. And so we can help you to plan that compensation for the long term for your team while not being it, it's helping you to create something that's really custom for a specific employee based on their specific skill set. So essentially, the advice that we get in HR is let's say somebody starts out as a marketing manager and when they first start, they're making $5 an hour. I'm doing dumb examples because I don't want it to be li- taken literally. And then by the after the three years that they're there, they're making $125 an hour. They never changed their title. And there's been other people that were hired. And the company did a really good job of making sure that there was equality across the board. Everybody's paid right around the mid-range of market value for their positions. So that marketing manager, you can't go and replace that marketing manager that was making $125 an hour back with a $5 an hour person, even though the title is the same. So just keep in mind that you want to make sure that your salaries are in alignment with and comparative to the rest of your company. The IRS does look at that. um, And you may already know that because we have to set our own salaries in a very similar way. They have to be fair and equitable. We have to have relatable titles. You know, you can't be a... uh, marketing assistant making it for your own company making $450,000 a year or something like that. Um, You can't like hire your partner to be a SEO director and pay him $10 a year. (laughs) Like they have to make sense according to the IRS based on the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the compensation that we um, strategically create, create for your company. So the perks and benefits are where we can actually have some fun with that because if that operations or that marketing manager that's making $125 an hour is now um, their position that needs to be filled, but they also had, you know, all these other benefits like tuition reimbursement and things like that, then that's kept out of, that's in the overall compensation plan, but it's kept out of the salary comparison for the new person coming in. So it helps you stay level with your salaries, but that doesn't mean that you can't sweeten the deal for certain people on your team. And that's one of the benefits of having a small business. Um, and also like entertainment, like you can totally have entertainment be part of, of what you want to provide for your team. So whether that be like, you know, a monthly entertainment stipend or a book of the month membership or, um, an Apple Music membership or, you know, a premium Spotify membership or something like that. Those are all things that you can actually provide to your team members, especially if they're relevant to them doing their job. Um, We produce a podcast here. That means that it's going to be really killer if my team can listen to it without commercials. So that could potentially be something that we invest in. Um, 
And finally, the last thing I'm going to talk about today, because we are going to dive into those traditional benefits over the next few weeks, is philanthropy. So providing paid time for volunteering. If you have an employee that's really passionate about a certain cause, you can usually see that on their resume, where they volunteer, how they spend their time. Being able to have a company that respects that and even compensates you for that, even with just excused time. Like if they have a part-time employee that randomly has to take every... You know, maybe you create a schedule where they take every Wednesday off and you were requiring Monday through Friday availability, but this candidate is awesome and you're totally fine with them doing their volunteer work on Wednesdays, then great. You have every Wednesday off. It's a unique and different schedule for you to go and pursue your volunteer work and your philanthropy. And that could be the difference between them picking a position at a bigger company that can pay them more and give them more traditional benefits versus working for a smaller company like yours where you're actually showing interest in what they care about. Um, that's all I'm going to fill your brain with today, but please check out our alternative perks and benefits blog post to get some more ideas. Make sure you're sharing your ideas with me along the way. And let me know if you like this episode by rating us five stars. Hopefully it gets your feel, you feel empowered to do different things, to provide for your employee, do what's best for your business, but also to really create a culture that keeps people engaged and excited about the work that they're doing for you. Um, because truthfully, if you didn't give a crap about your people, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. It would probably sound like nails on a chalkboard listening to me talk about all this stuff. Um, so thank you for being a business owner that shows up in this way and helping us to make a difference and change the work environment for others. But on an even more um, selfish note, please leave a review of five stars and share on your Instagram stories and I'll share them back. And I'd be happy to buy you a coffee if you do so as we grow this podcast and venture into our next few weeks of talking all about benefits so that you can know what you're doing when you're bringing people in and how to make the most of it. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up.